Hi everybody, it's Evan on the Broke at 40 podcast. Thank you for joining me this week on episode number 145, where I'm going to anchor back to last week where I was talking about don't worry, be happy, because I started thinking about the S&P 500 and how I've mentioned before that we have really done so well. The stock markets have done well over multiple years, ever since I've been investing. You guys know I've been investing since around 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, when the market went down. And ever since then, the S&P 500 pretty much has been going up and up and up every single year, as you know. And I've shared with you on subsequent episodes that for my portfolio, even though I'm balanced at 60% stocks, 40% bonds, I had only logged one negative year for my portfolio, and that was in 2018 when I logged, I think it was about 3.5% down. And again, that was the only year in all of these years of investing that I ever logged anything in a negative. So yeah, I'm looking at my statistics right now on my big pick spreadsheet, and it was 2018, I had a loss of 3.5. Now, I wanna just explain exactly, as you may know, what the S&P 500 is. It is 500 of the largest companies, and it's an index. It tracks companies all over the country. And 27%, almost 29%, no, actually 28% of those 500 companies consist of the top eight companies, which are Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon, Tesla, Berkshire Hathaway, United Health Group, Johnson & Johnson, and ExxonMobil. The other percentage, 70% or so, 72 or 3%, is other companies, but it's the largest company. So it's tracking the performance of these companies. And when you invest with companies like Vanguard, like I do, you ride the market, right? So your portfolio should be performing to about the same as the S&P 500 with every year. Now, what you also have to remember is that for many of you, if you're broke at 40, you may have your asset allocation at 80% stocks, 20% bonds, somewhere in there, maybe even 90-10. I'm a little older, right? I'm 56, so I have mine at 60% stocks, 40% bonds. So my performance will not be as great, but if we go into downtimes like right now, my, mark, my portfolio won't go down as much as somebody that had everything in stocks 100%. And so last week's episode, though, got me thinking about the S&P 500. So I wanted to share exactly what it is with you if you don't know what the S&P 500 is. And I decided to do an analysis, and you can do the same thing. Just Google S&P 500 to see what is the end-of-month numbers of the S&P 500 because it gives you a benchmark of performance over time. So what I did was I took a piece of paper and I just wrote out you know, what the S&P 500 was or where it was at the time of the beginning of the year. So in December of 2021, remember, I shared with you my end of year statistics, calendar year, and, you know, we were at the all-time high of 46.74. So the S&P 500 in December of 2021, right before we got to 2022, it was at an all-time high, 46.74. Now, what I did was I, on this piece of paper, I wanted to write down, did it go up or down 
throughout this year. And so let me share that with you. In January, it went down, and I'm not going to tell you what number it actually went to, but I, more importantly, I just wanted to know, did it go up, did it go down? So in January, it went down. February, it went down. March of this year, it went down. April, it pretty much stayed the same. June, it went down again, and I did log this number, and it was at about 38.98. So we had lost quite a bit of um, numbers, right, for the S&P 500 because it went down significantly. Now, July, it went back up. And remember, that's when on August 19th, I took 31000 and I popped that into my taxable account as well as my Roth IRA to fully fund it, not knowing if it would go down even further, which it did. No big deal. But that was the point that my investments, my four accounts, were at $1 million. It was my 401k, my Roth IRA, my taxable account, and my health savings account, which represent the four accounts that are my retirement accounts. I wanted to get it to $1 million because then that would be kind of like a benchmark to see if it goes up or down in value. Um, but that's a side point. So September, then it goes down. So July it went up, August went up. September goes down to 39.45. Now in October, around October 7th or so, it's at about 36.39. So I recorded this before I dropped this episode, but it went down again. Now, when you Google this, you can look to see, well, when did the market get to 36.39 over the horizon of the past year or two? It was actually in December of 2020 when the market the S&P 500 hit this low of 36.39. Now it's not the ultimate low or the all-time low. The all-time low of the S&P 500, I do believe, in my research by scrolling through the list was in March of 2020, as you know, because things went down after the pandemic started and it was at about 26.52. I remember having some episodes where I talked about the 27.52 number. So as I think about then, the next three months of this year, this is not going to be a year where we see positive gains, obviously. How could the market recover another thousand points to get back to 46.74 from where we are today at approximately 36.39? So on my big pick spreadsheet, I'm sure that I'm going to be logging most likely a negative number, probably even more negative, obviously, than it was in 2018. But you know what? Here's something to keep in mind. For all of you that are thinking about the fact that, you know, we have to stay happy, we have to know that everything's going to be fine, we're continuing to dollar cost average into the markets. I will be sharing with you, as you know, in December, my final numbers, but it's not looking really good in terms of what these numbers will probably be. But here's what we have to remember, and I'll probably talk about this again, because I need to con convince myself, as well as talking to you guys as well, that we have to remember that 2019... 2020 and 2020-21 were some of the highest performance of the S&P 500 in a long time. In fact, I don't have the percentages of gain for the S&P 500 in those three years, but I do, as you know, always record my results. And so in 2019, I know I've shared this with you before, but it was 19%. My portfolio returned 19% when I logged it at the end of the year. Now, 2020 was about 11.5%, and 2021 was 11.5% as well. So those are huge numbers. What is that? 42% divided by three years is an average of about 14% per year. 
when I'm only forecasting maybe 6% a year, are you following me with inflation? And so always keep this in mind, even though 2022 is looking like it's going to be a very bad year, if you're continuing to invest in the market like I am, could I be doing more? Yes, but remember I have another goal of getting my cash reserves up. So I'm not so sure I wanna pop that into the market, not knowing if I'm gonna go into early retirement or not. So I think what I'll do is a hybrid approach at the end of December, and I'll think about this and I'll share with you what I'll do, but by December, maybe I'll take some of that cash and pop it in the market because anytime you're buying lump sum into the market when it's down is good. I'm still dollar cost averaging my 6% for my salary and other things like that, you know, going into the market. So, and you're probably doing the same thing as well, but if you have this extra cash, it probably would be a good idea, especially if you guys have a long horizon if you're in your 40s before you go into early retirement, then it might be a good idea to purchase some shares, maybe 5,000 here, 5,000 there, if you have the availability of extra funds laying around. Not your emergency fund, but extra money that you could have as we get towards the end of this year. So that's what I wanted to share with you this week, just that I was really thinking through the S&P 500 and how it's done so well. And as I mentioned last week, we always have to remember, we had these great years, which is going to offset the negative years. Remember, this is an average over time. Your average over time is always going to be the same at the end of a 20 year period, let's say. But what happens within those 20 years can be quite volatile, but it could average out to be exactly the same. So that's what I want to leave with you today. So think about your own money as you go through the rest of 2022. I'll be checking in with you next week. We'll have another episode. Um, and I'm going to leave you like I always leave you. I appreciate that you guys are with me. I believe in you and I congratulate you for every step of the way. I'm Evan Thomas. I'll see you next week on the Broke at 40 podcast.